Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Insane in the Membrane. Hello and welcome to Insane in the Membrane with me, Rich Wilson. And this week I'm joined by the brilliant Sam Good. How are you doing, Sam? I'm very good, Rich. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Well, do you know what? No, I'm not good. My brain is everywhere at the minute. I've got, there's too many things going on and I'm fucking things up left, right and centre. Like I was supposed to come in and see you guys last week. I had it in the diary for tonight. And I'm like, I was gutted, mate. I was so gutted. So it's little things like that that I need to kind of, need to like gather myself up and go, right, let's reassess. Do you know what I mean? Do you ever have times like that where it just piles up? And things yeah. kind of fall to the wayside, and it's just little things, and, you, and it just makes you look like such a twat. All you that know, traffic, like, but yeah, oh, yeah. There's always another time, I'm sure. We'll sort it out, mate. We'll sort it out. Yeah, How you been, anyway, Sam? You good? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank you for having me. That's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. So, so tell us, Sam. Tell us about you, mate. How did you get involved in this project? What was what what was the thinking behind it? Um, well, how I personally got involved was um, my partner uh, was basically just looking to play chess as a hobby. Mm. Um, and she'd done a bit of research online and saw that a, uh, a social enterprise called Five Side Chess was um, doing pop-in sessions at, at the Edge Cafe on Mill Road in Cambridge. Um, so she went along just just to play chess, um, met some people, uh, met Ross and Diane, who are um, Ross is the founder of, of Five Side Chess. Um, got to know them, went for a few weeks, really enjoyed it. Um, and then uh, after convince, trying to convince me to come for a couple of weeks, I, um, I came along myself and, yeah, really enjoyed it too. Met Ross and Diane, I think uh, we just got along really well. Um, and then April sort of started just going every Saturday. I mean, not really volunteering, just out of pure enjoyment. Um, yeah. And then just got working together um, and just, yeah, just got, had similar visions about um, society and, you know, the way in which we feel we uh, need to go. Um, and yeah, so now we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a great, it's a, it's a fantastic idea. And it's one of those, it, like these things, like meeting points like this are so crucial for people. I think this has been talked about before, but with the pandemic, I think one of the things that really hit everybody was the fact that we we were we we, we were all separated from each other. Mm-hmm. And we're very, you know, human beings very sociable creatures. And I think, you know, it's very it's we struggle when we when we're all kept away from each other. I think that's we found that the hardest part. Yeah. 
absolutely know? i think social isolation is uh it's, it's not a natural thing for, for us as humans um and yeah i think the antidote to, to depression is connection um and so that's sort of the angle in which we're, we're trying to come from um a five side chest to to prevent i think that's a really important important word and important uh, place to emphasize is, is the prevention uh, as opposed to the cure because prevention's a a lot cheaper um, but but a lot easier as well um so the only thing is with with prevention is there's not a heroic storyline and uh you can't always see it it's not quantifiable as such so but that but that is that is the play i mean we you need people all across the line of course but mm. i think prevent, prevention is, is really key and that's where we're, we're trying to uh that's where we're trying to uh you know emphasize yeah yeah definitely i mean i can say i say that we've experienced that sometimes when you're in the middle of it when you you're feeling really depressed and you're feeling you just you don't want to go out you don't want to do anything and the amount of times that I've had to say, out loud, I've had to say to myself, go out, go and meet someone, go and have a cup of coffee. Mm. And mm. as soon as I've done it, I feel so much better having yeah. done that. And then I feel, I come back, I'm energized. And I'm like, yeah, I feel I can get on with some stuff now. Yeah, you know, absolutely. That's why it's like, so important. Yeah, it's just, it's almost like re recharging yourself. I think when, when you're on your own for for a, for a, you know a week I, I don't think it is good for your brain i think you're meant to be around people and sharing experiences and knowledge and opinions and i think a, a diverse life is is the best a diverse oh, so you broke up a bit there was a diverse a diverse life is, is the best life yeah absolutely i think that the power of yes is what's got me where i am because i was just as i've said this loads of times but i'm fundamentally quite a yeah. shy person so for me to be doing firstly stand-up comedy is mental yeah. but i've always been open to things i'm always like yeah all right i'll go and do that and now i have and being more open to meeting up with people rather than just you know not rather than that thing about making plans but cancelling them and you know like not wanting to go and meet people i actually make myself go and meet people or i actually message yeah. people and go let's go and have a coffee and it, yeah. it just it just changes everything it, like you say yeah. you, you ended you're energized off of it yeah absolutely and it's just your comfort zone i think you you see it across the board the other side of your comfort zone is where the gold is really whether that be being sport socially pushing yourself through situations where at first it, it's difficult mm. but on the other side you feel better like going to the gym for example it's very rare that you actually feel pumped up to go to the gym beforehand yeah definitely However, by putting yourself through that little bit of discomfort on the other side you feel so much better and i think you see that all across life really that 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 dynamic definitely absolutely and it is that it's that pushing yourself it's that making yourself go and do that thing and it's hard yeah. it's hard yeah, yeah. when i it go is. to the gym i never i don't bounce out of bed and go yeah gym <laughs> no it's rare <laughs> yeah you just can't and it's like like you say like going to like something like you know like five side chess and things like that and Mm. getting you know just because it, if it's raining or if you just you've had a shit day and you just go oh, i just can't be asked but like mm. you say going through that little bit of and and there's social anxiety as well as you said mm. and like especially going to somewhere new that's always that's always anxiety inducing but once you start going and getting used to it 
pretty soon you'll be you'll be a couple of months down the line and you'll feel like you're in, you're in your own house yeah and it, it, by saying yes to things it's 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 expanding your your experience of life you just see yeah. new things you meet new people you get new information and you just develop yourself by by saying yes it, it really is as simple as that if you yeah. if you say no to everything you are putting a massive limitation on on your whole life experience and stunting your own growth in a way and i know that that barrier is there that 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 doubt that that fear is it, there but if that means you're growing if if there's fear in front of what you're about to do it's probably because it's new and because yeah. it's hard and there's value in things that are hard so yeah absolutely that sense of achievement once you've been is second to none it's a real yeah. you know and it's, only, and it's just little things like arrange you know going to meet your mate Going, yeah. going to go to the gym. People, are, you know, for, for example, people are scared to go to the gym because mm -hmm. they think everyone's watching them. They think everyone's yeah. worried about looking at that. Oh, you're not doing enough. It's like, but to be honest, no one's looking at you. No one no. gives a shit. No. They're too no. busy worrying about their own stuff. No, no I you heard a, a wise man once told me uh, when you're in your your teenage years and in your twenties, you, you care a lot about what what people think about you. Um, and then when you're in your thirties and forties, uh, a little bit less, but you, you still care. Yeah. And then when you're in your fifties and sixties, you don't really care that much, but maybe a little bit. But then when you, get, when you get beyond that, you realize that nobody ever did. Everyone's yeah. sort of in their own bubble. Nobody really cares about the way that you look. So you might as well go out and, and do the things that you want to do and do the things that are going to help you grow and, and make you feel more fulfilled absolutely absolutely yeah it's that um <coughs> oh, excuse me it's that it's like people like you say but no one cares what you look like this is why people need to hello you're all good hang on a minute hang on a minute paul what's that what's there's a little bit of a lag there i think um i think sam's internet's just oh that's i just want all right yeah you're good. I was worried. I could hear this. I could hear something else. It sounded like a dog barking. Oh, it's, no, it's you coming back like, a couple of seconds later. Ah, I see. All right. Um, cool. Um, I think like I have this conversation a lot on Instagram with mm. people because I'm always talking about what you look like, and I'm like, you know, like if you want to wear bright colours, wear bright colours. No, no one's looking at you. No one cares. They might get the odd comment like from a mate, mm. like what the, what the fuck are they? But fuck them. Just just like mm. you say, be. Do what you we're, want to do, as long as it doesn't affect anyone else. Yeah, we're on a, we're on a floating rock in space, Rich. Nothing, nothing really matters. And I <laughs> think really uh, some things do, some things do, but I think we we make a lot of things matter more more than they really do in reality. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, a lot of it's based on assumption as well. We're yeah. always assuming someone's thinking something or some whatever yeah. and when you yeah. actually have that conversation with someone they go yeah. no i wasn't thinking that at all i was but even 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 mathematically in the gym how, how is it possible for, for everybody to be looking at one person <laughs> it's, it's not even it's not even possible right? no of course not yeah. of course not and you do i mean I, I did it when i first started to go but now i'm like i just get on with what i do i've got my little circuit that i do you know, I pull yeah. bits, I push bits. No one's looking yeah. at what I'm doing. They're all too busy posing yeah. or doing whatever they're doing. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, and thinking you know? you're looking at them. So yeah, <laughs> they're probably looking at look at that old prick. He's still got it going on. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing in here? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, so are you a keen chess player? 
so my dad taught me when I was younger. Yeah. Um, uh, it seems to be a bit of a common story. I, I, I didn't then play for, for, for years beyond that. Um, but yeah, so sort of last six months, I've um, yeah picked, picked it back up. I mean, I could only play on a very basic level when I was a kid, but um, yeah, yeah, playing it now and yeah, enjoy yeah. it. I've never really, I've only played it a couple of times. Because um, mm. again, it always scared me because it always seemed to be something that intellectuals did yeah you know, do you know what i mean it's all like sitting around mm-hmm. with a roaring fire and a brandy and and they you know they play yeah. hours on end yeah well and, this is the this is the precise reason behind fiver side chess so mm. obviously fiver side chess is a cut down version of the ancient game so it's a five by six board so the board's basically been chopped in half oh, and okay. the reason the reason for that is we believe that chess can provide so much however like you just mentioned there are a lot of mental barriers um, mm. around chess. People think that it's too confusing. They think that they're yeah. not smart enough to learn. They think it's for a certain demographic. So because we feel chess can provide so much, we want to make it as accessible as possible to, to everyone. So cutting it down to five-a-side chess, anybody can learn within within 20 minutes. Brilliant. I mean, that is it. When you... Because everyone, they do the, the same, they say this, they have the same conversation. They're like, oh, well, I don't know which way the pieces move, but that one does that, that one does that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so difficult. But it's like older people when they turn around and say, oh, I'm such a technophobe, you know, I, I'm worried. Mm-hmm. I don't, and you're like, no, yeah, it's fear. But again, it's it goes news. back to what you said before. It's, you go, if you overcome that fear, you'll feel mm-hmm. so much better. It's just an air fryer. Read the instructions. Yeah. Yeah. You'll figure it out. How long did it take you, take you to uh, learn how to walk? Exactly. Yeah. And you did that all right. Well, wow, yeah. yeah. You're a pro at it now. So. <laughs> Tying your yeah. shoes, you yeah. know, doing all the things that you that you do. There was a time when you were scared. You were terrified of doing it, riding a bike. I, mm. I still remember learning to ride a bike. Yeah. And that was when I was five, and that was yeah. terrifying. That first time about stabilizers. Yeah, yeah, horrifying. Yeah, and so that's yeah, the same. But it's not, it was only since recently when I was reading The Grass Arena, and it was in that when John was talking about his his journey, he got into chess, mm. and it suddenly that's when it suddenly clicked for me. It was like, oh yeah, it's not about like you said, a certain demographic. Anyone can mm. play chess. Yeah, it's just it's just yeah. built up in your head as this kind of like it's yeah. for posh people. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, chess. Yeah, when chess gets to a certain level, there's there's a lot of ego and there's a lot of arrogance. Um, but we're not about the winning of the game. We we use we use chess. We use chess as a tool mm. um, because ultimately, the uh, you know an obsession of, of winning in general is is not really healthy. I mean, war is based off winning, so yeah. we're not we're not interested in that. We're we're interested in using chess as, as a tool to connect people, prevent social isolation, but also to 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 show people that they can, but people must see it for themselves. Yeah, must see it for themselves. You know, so chess is supposedly the second most difficult game in the world. Oh, really? um, yeah, so when they learn how to play five-side chess within 20 minutes, I've, I've seen this many times, people put those two things together and they realise that they can. They can in general. And yeah. we we, have, we work in prisons and the narrative um, in a lot of the, the guys' minds in there is that they, they can't. Um, but chess shows you that they can, but people must see it for themselves. You know, you can't... Mm go in and tell somebody that they can you can't beg them to to 
to realize that they can people yeah. must see it themselves so ch the chessboard is is ultimately a mirror in order for people to realize that and you know this is this is a bit of a, a mental mental health project and i think obviously there's a you know there's a lot of talk about mental health over over mm. the last 20 years you know i'm sure for yourself you know 20 years ago it, you wouldn't have been familiar to it at all it's, it's no. um, something that's really um you know picked up and i i think men like a bad mental health comes down to to two things mainly i mean there's obviously more but i'd say these two spaces cover most of it i'd say it's disconnection yeah. and it's a lack of and it's a lack of belief in one's ability so obviously with five-a-side chess we're, we're trying to counteract both of those so obviously from a connection standpoint chess is a universal language so if i was french and you were you were italian mm. you wouldn't be able to connect usually but chess is a universal language we would be able yeah. to connect over, over a game and from a, a lack of belief like I, like I previously mentioned, second most difficult game in the world. And if you can learn that in 20 minutes, then what else can you do? You know, yeah. it shows you that you can, you are smart. It's just your own, it's your own fear and limitations that keeps people in a box. Yeah, that's exactly true. It's exactly true. And it's, and it's, like you said, it's only been in the last 20 years. And I, yeah, we we didn't have these conversations when I was growing up. But mm. And I've said this before, we might not be the generation that benefits from this, but the next generation will. Mm. You know, we're figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. We're figuring it out. You know, it's like we, it's, a, it's a new thing. We, we don't, we're not experts on how to, how to deal with this. So we are, like you say, maybe we aren't the first generation to, to fully um, be able to execute uh, you know account counteracting this properly but maybe we can be a stepping stone in order to get to that place and yeah. you know on the one hand it seems like our mental health's got worse but somebody actually said to me the other day and it made me think about it differently and it, I, I found it really interesting is like well actually maybe it's getting better mm. maybe we're just more intelligent about it now maybe we're just realizing more things now you know like yeah. an 11 year old kid was was talking about his triggers for his emotions you know right. like that's, that's an 11 year old talking and identifying his own personal triggers that makes him act in a certain way so if you think about how much hurt and, and trauma was was um you know evident after the war yeah I, I, there, there must have been loads and so the fact that we're actually realizing these things now, we're becoming more um, intelligent about it. Actually, maybe we are going on the right path, although it, because of the amount you see it, it feels like it's getting worse, but maybe it's not. I think that's right. It's exactly that. It's because, we, it's because we're investigating now and not just shoving it under the carpet. That's why, yeah, suddenly, I, I, again, someone said to me, everyone's mentally ill now. Everyone's going, mm. you go, yeah, we've opened the box. And so now it's all flying out. Mm. Yeah. So at the minute, we're in this massive kind of washing machine of figuring mm. out all these different emotions all over the place. But yeah. it will settle down eventually when we all get, our, get a handle on it. But I think admitting that you've got, you're, at, you're, at, you're struggling is, mm. is a strength in itself because it's easy to just go, no, no, I'm fine. No, don't worry about it. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. To the point I'm very open about, like today when I said to you, I'm like, listen, you know, you're right. I went, do you know what? I am, but no, I'm not actually because mm. of this, 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 and this. And it's just an explanation as to why 
I'm a bit all over the place at the minute. That's it. Mm. You know what I mean? But it, yeah. I feel I'd rather you knew that than me just going, no, no, I'm fine. And you're like, yeah, yeah. but you seem unorganised. <laughs> yeah. And you think how, how like, automated we are with one another. Like when mm. we meet someone, we just say, in England, hi, you all right, mate? Yeah, 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 fine. Or yeah, I'm all right, you? And it's just like, you don't even think about it. But yeah. for a lot of people, you know, they aren't. And it's like, People see it as, as a sign of weakness. And it, I think it comes down to a fear and um, a lack of trust. Maybe they, they feel like they might be exposed for that. And, you know, especially amongst amongst guys, you know, it's, it's common, it's commonly felt that it's, it's a sign of weakness. If you're saying, do you know what, no, I'm, no, I'm not doing great. Or, I've had a bad day. Or, I've had a bad week. And, you know, that's, that's completely normal. Like, life is a cycle of emotion worse than others and but yeah identifying that and being able to articulate and communicate yourself is, is much erratic with, with somebody and then having to cover it up or make up the ground that you lost by by hurting somebody else because of because of your emotions so yeah 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 i think that's it, it's i find it easier now to be i mean what's good as well because there's been behaviors of mine in the past where and I've not behaved, I've not behaved great, but I've been able to to stand up and, and own it and go. Do you know what? Yes, that was mm. I was I was yeah that was all me. That was all my fault. There was stuff I hadn't dealt with. I've dealt with it now, and I'm not mm. I'm not that person anymore. And I've been really lucky to have been able to apologise to the people, and they've said stuff to me. They go, do you know what, Rich? Listen, we're all going through stuff. I was going through stuff as well, so I probably overreacted mm. to some of the things. So we're both as guilty as each other. So. Yeah. The conversation starts, and it's that's it. It's communication, isn't it? Like you yeah, said, it's yeah. it's you're better off having the having the awkward conversation, yeah. the clunky conversation, rather than than having no conversation at all. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'd say ninety nine percent of of the world's problems are down to miscommunication. Yeah, um, and it and it leads to so much. It leads to so many divorces. It leads to so many arguments. It's just miscommunication and being being it like not being able to articulate how you, how you feel or how somebody's made you feel. So it's so important. Yeah, absolutely. Have you always been, has this been, has this been a new thing for you as well? Have you always been pretty all right? At, you know, no, I'm, 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 you know, we're, we're all in it together. I think honestly, mm. like I'm, I'm, I, I struggle to, to talk to people about yeah. like, if I'm feeling down, like, I, I really do. Like it's, with, with my partner or with with my mates or my parents or whatever, I just I do really struggle to to say if I'm feeling down or what what's made me feeling down. And I suppose it is you just got to find a balance between communicating when when you're feeling when you're feeling low, but not um, dwelling on things too much and and move and you know moving on from things, putting things behind you and doing the things that are going to make you feel better. You know we're we're open to so much insightful information about our body, our brain, how things work. And we know the right things to do a lot of the time. So it's just, but there are barriers in front of those things. So it's just about breaking down those and doing the things that are going to make, make you feel better. And yeah, like I say, just, just finding that, finding that balance. Yeah, absolutely. It's what it's, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, it's one of them, it's like yesterday I had a moment everything was just piling up a little bit and 
I just got up in the morning and, and then I got another message from someone saying, oh, don't forget, we need to do blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fuck me. Yeah. And I went off into the kitchen and my wife came through. She went, you're all right. I went, I'm just, I'm tired of fucking up. And we yeah. had this, we had this conversation and she did, cause we've, we're in the middle of, we've had, we've had to move out of our flat cause the, for whatever reason. And um, so that's going on. And the thing is with the flat, like you have to, you have to, you're in the flat you're in and you have mm. to make sure the rents will pay. But if you would need to move, you've mm. got to try and find the money to do that. And, and then we were, there was a moment where we were a bit, we were a bit fucked in the middle of it all. And then mm. I was like, this is how homeless this is at starts. Mm. This is how you become homeless. Cause there's, mm. it's, you, you can't, you can't afford this one, but you can't get to that one. And I had this yeah. moment going, why is it so fucking hard? But yeah. we had the conversation. And then it was all worked out and we figured it out. And it was all yeah. fine. But a few there's years so ago, I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many things to pay for. There's so many to think so many things to think about as, yeah. as an adult. And I just think it's really important how we frame things in, in our own mind. So for example, recently my um, my car basically was finished like had its mm. day it was a course so that's done 130,000 miles so wow. it's done all right to get to that point but yeah it was basically done and um, part of my job requires driving so it you know it stitched me up a little bit for for a week week a week or two and obviously having to find a car mm. pretty much immediately like part of me was feeling real annoyed stressed um but then you know I had to stop myself and think well actually I'm, a, I'm about to get a new car you know i i get mm. to drive i get to have a car you know yeah. I, I i get to go to work i get to have a flat to live in i get i get to have all of these things it's so important to that we you know realize the things that we do have and it's yeah. so easy for these these like byproducts of all these things that um we're we're lucky to have and we, we should be grateful to have that cause stress and then it's easy for that stress to blur that um, gratitude so it's just about you know reframing things to, to you know in our own head is like so important oh definitely it's one of those things that if you see things in a negative way then yeah you've got you've got to remind yourself of what you do have as you said yeah. and I, I do yeah. do that as well I'm like I get to travel around the country making people laugh I do a yeah. podcast that I get to speak yeah. to interesting people yeah. and expand my expand my uh horizons and my mm. you know my it gives me food for thought and i go yeah actually i'm not bad and it's not things aren't that bad yeah, yeah. you know yeah there's outside <laughs> pressures and it's always to do with money but uh, other than that yeah everything's pretty cool you know yeah yeah and it, it, it but it's hard you know yeah. all, like all, all of these things are, are practices and and nobody's an expert any of these things you know they're all difficult but as, as long as we know the right way to to go and the things that benefit us as individuals and, and together together collectively you know that that's the important bit so yeah yeah, yeah i think that's it communication uh connection is so important so anyone mm -hmm. listening to this and you i say this all the time i'm i'm going to keep saying it until people listen it's important that when you make these plans you go and stick to them Go and meet that person for a coffee or a walk. Go for a walk around the park or go, just go and talk to someone. And you don't necessarily have to talk about how you're feeling, but just talking to someone about yeah. anything, yeah. you know, just yeah. rather than locking yourself away and just scrolling through your phone, yeah. which is what we all do. 
yeah you, know? you can you can send you down you can send you down a real hole sometimes you you go on, on social media and you know you're just hit with like all of the world's problems and then but in, but then you actually go out in your own personal environment and none of them are, are going on so it's like yeah it's easy to get it's easy to get sucked into all of that and obviously being aware of different things is is crucial um but but not yeah it's just like that's the thing with the chess it's like mm. the chess board takes off so much pressure on on the conversation so i think especially with us guys i think we like to have a purpose we like to be doing something yes. you know when you're just when you're just sitting opposite somebody in in a coffee shop or or opposite a therapist it can seem like a bit of a, a duality it can seem a bit intimidating but actually with a chessboard in the middle in the middle it really does take that pressure off the conversation yeah. because if there's a if there's a you know a few seconds of silence like in a normal in a different social situation that might um you might naturally feel quite awkward but when there's a chessboard to revert back to it's fine like you're, yeah, playing, yeah, a game, yeah. you're playing a game of chess so it's like all the pressure's taken off trying to hold this conversation and and even trying to sound interesting and and all of this so that's that's you know a, a part of what of why we we believe chess is a great tool for people yeah absolutely there's also there's places like men's sheds and we had chris on from them and I was there this morning it's great it's yeah. great and it's yeah. one of those things that like you've just said men need to be doing something else yeah in order for them to talk or have a yeah. chat like fixing a lawnmower or yeah. building something you know and they've hit the nail on the head over there that's that's the exact type of thing that they're doing um and it's yeah it's just important to, to be doing something i think yeah for guys it's it's even more important i think that's when that's when a guy might start to feel comfortable to talk like if you're just mm. sitting opposite one another in front of a, a therapist or in front of a coffee shop it makes it more difficult for for a guy to to open up or to talk it's like yeah. you want to provide that sense of of purpose you know yeah definitely there's a guy it was one of our first interviews on here was with the actor michael smiley and i remember years ago because i've known michael since we started doing comedy and i remember him one day saying like you know i was having some trouble with my lad and he just went do you know what just go out and throw a ball with him and then just have the conversation that way. He might open up there. I'll go and get a bag of chips and go and sit and look at the ducks. Mm. And mm. if you're sat side by side, or if you're just throwing, doing something, because yeah. chances are the conversation will flow, and you, you'll, yeah. you know, you'll, he'll come out of yeah. himself. It's so important yeah. to do yeah. to, to recognize that. Yeah, and it is, you know, it's the simple things like that that can make a massive difference. You know, it can just be a conversation. It can just be an activity. You know, that's why I feel like. Um, a sense of belonging to something so important, you know, for for guys and, and women, you know, whether it be yeah. a, a cycling club or bingo or whatever it is, you know, it's like it's a sense of belonging. And if you're not there, people will be asking where you are. And just little things like that, I think, make yeah. make make such a difference. And you know. hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So like the comedy night that, that we have here at the cafe. That's, yeah. The comedy is ultimately the medicine, you know, that's the tool, right? So if a guy comes, at the very minimum, if he leaves the door in a better mood than the one yeah. in which he walked in with, that, that's great, that's brilliant. But then after maybe week two, week three, week four, he might have, he might feel a sense of belonging to something. He might have those connections with, with other guys at the, at, at the comedy night. Yeah. And then he might feel, then he might feel, um, comfortable to, to open up. I just, I'm just against this like message to this constant message being purported of just talk to someone, just talk, just talk. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it it's true. It is true, definitely. And yeah, it, I just think it, it with guys specifically, it'll work for like ten percent of guys, but if, for the rest, they they just won't. You have to prov- give them something. You have to provide something so that they feel comfortable enough to do so because. Asking somebody to go to the service all the time—they're the hard yards there. Like yeah. when when you're in when you're in a hole, like that feels like a massive step to pick up the phone, dial this number, talk to somebody, and then have to wait however many weeks to talk to another person. It's it's a massive step that we're asking we're yeah. asking people. But if, like I say, if we just have people dotted all along the line. It helps so much, you know. We all have mental health, whether it's good or bad. It's just yeah. it's on a spectrum, right? And it and it and it moves every single day. So we all need things to to make you know to help our own um, health of, of our brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's right, and like you like you say, it's that just saying go and talk to someone. It just doesn't just it just doesn't work like that. It's no. this is why we do this podcast the way we do it. It's supposed to be like just a couple of people just sat in a pub having a chat, and it yeah. goes all over the place. And sometimes yeah. we sometimes we talk about mental health, sometimes we just talk about other stuff. It just goes off on yeah. one, but the whole point is about conversation. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and just not always always asking the person to accept the fee. To, to receive any kind of service. Like I say, I think we all require some service and that, that can be from one another. You know, that yeah. doesn't have to be from the NHS or from organizations. You know, we can we can pick each other up. Like it's like if there's a building that says alcoholics come inside for help. It's like you're asking them to accept the fee 
first and then it's like if they then go into that building they might be then worried about the other people walking down the street looking yeah. in the window saying oh look he must be an alcoholic because he's, he's getting help and it's like this whole dynamic i don't think it's as efficient as it can be you know we, we've got to try and come from it at, at different angles yeah 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 definitely it's it's yes it's trying to because i find it i because it again I, I've had conversations with people when I've said to them, like, are you all right? And they've gone, yeah. And I go, I don't think you are. Are you sure you're all right? Uh, you don't seem yourself. And they're like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to talk about it. I'm good. And then you can't, you got to let them come to that decision. You can't force it out of no. them. Do you know what no. I mean? No. And, and they have to be ready. Like, yeah. you, you can't force somebody. You can't beg somebody. You can't shame somebody. They, they have to be in the place that they need to be to to do whatever, to to ask for help, to talk, anything, you know. So yeah. we can't be forcing it, like you say, forcing it out of people. We just have to be trying to pick one another up and then whenever they're ready, so, you know, they, everyone's ready for them. Yeah, I get it wrong sometimes where I've... Uh, I, it, just, it just feels uncomfortable where I've opened up too much too quickly. Mm-hmm. Where I'll they, they, like again, they go, You're right, and I go, Well, blah 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 blah, blah. and all of a sudden they're like, Yeah, all right, mate. Uh, well, you know, good to see you, <laughs> and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and they go off, and I'm like, Ah, shit, yeah, I horrible should. feeling, yeah, horrible <laughs> feeling. You feel you feel you feel exposed, don't you? Mm. you know, and it's like because of you know how slow some services can be, it's like some yeah. people call up, basically explain all of their problems, and then don't speak to anyone else for, for like they must feel so exposed like they've just given all of their information away and then they're just sitting there like dwelling on it for, yeah. for ages afterwards and it's just too slow and like of course in, in some cases it, it, it quite horrible but it is too late yeah yeah and that's it, it but it takes that extreme it's always that it's always an extreme that then people go all right okay we need to address this he always mm. he always needs some he always needs someone yeah. to top themselves or do something silly. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone to go, yeah. oh actually we'll address this now. And you go, No, you should have addressed yeah. this six months ago when that yeah. bloke when that bloke spoke to you in the first place. Yeah. And this is why I think prevention is is so, so, so mm. important. Because the cure is such a difficult process. You know, a lot of the damage has already been done. It could be things that have scarred somebody that could be for life. It could be trauma that is going to take a long time to recover from. So I just think if we put as much emphasis as we can on preventing these things happening, like that's where you're going to see an act, you know, genuine results. But like I say, you don't get heroic storylines on prevention. You don't see it. So if somebody came into the cafe here, had a great chat, and then afterwards they said, do you know what? Like I was I was thinking about doing it this morning, mm. and that. But I came in, I had a great chat with you guys, and do you know what? I've realised so many things, and I feel so much better. You can't quantify that. You can't. You can't no. even prove that. You can't show that on a on a Excel sheet. You know, it's like. <laughs> so, I do, you know, I think naturally, like I don't know, nah, not naturally, but I think sometimes we we want to be the one to to do it. You know, we want to be the one that saved somebody. Yeah. It's like for, for every one person that was maybe on one extreme and we managed to 
pull them from that one that bad extreme and now they're okay like 999 other people have probably you know lost to it and it's yeah. like it's just not like we can do it we can do it so much better than that absolutely absolutely i mean i know when i was at that point and i and i just i, I made i ran and weirdly i saw i found this number so i called them up and just said look i'm actually i'm i'm worried i think i'm going to actually do it and and the, the guy i ended up talking to was so brilliant and it just so obviously i didn't really want to do it i think i just needed i just needed to talk to someone you know Mm. I needed I needed someone to tell me if it was all right and it was going to be fine. Mm. But it take but like I say it takes that extreme. This is why your club and the men's sheds and other mm. things are so so important because it just needs that one person to go. Oh, I'm glad I came tonight. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that. Oh, it's like, just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Leaving it's, them in the dark and then yeah. oh, it's happened. Oh, we better we better do something now. It's like. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, but yeah, but just the other stuff, you know, it's lovely what you've got, but there's there's so little, there's no, this the, people don't get invested in, do they? They're not, the, the, there's no, there's always, a, there's no money for this, there's no funding for these things. Mm. You either, you have to set it up yourself, do it yourself. Yeah. And so, well, I think, it, you know, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think empathy and perspectives uh quite minimal in this world, really. Mm. And I've, I think there could be so much more of it. And I think, unfortunately, it takes it takes it to happen to you or to somebody you know for you to care about it. Yeah. And actually, if we had that empathy and perspective from other people and actually realised that that could easily have been you, but you're lucky that it's not, all of a sudden it then happens to you and then you want everyone else to care about, yeah. you know, but it's like if we just had a bit more empathy and a bit more perspective of one another's position and, and how people might be feeling about, you know, there's plenty of things that can go wrong. So it's like, you know, we, we need to care like until before it just happens to you and you have that personal emotion in, involved in it. Like we need to see from some from other people's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but then, but this is the thing that's the way society is at the minute you know, it's we've got it's businessmen that rule the world, and mm. they and they only see you as benefit to them if you're helping them become billionaires. Other than mm. that, if you're mm. not in the system making money or you know producing, then you're 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 superfluous and there's no point to you. So we don't give a shit, which is why they don't invest mm. in people that mm. aren't that don't think that way. There are people that just you know they don't they're not they're not that way inclined they don't want to be in business they want to do other things they want to paint they want to be mm. they want to be dancers they don't want to be something mm. else you know but mm. there's greed. no investment in that it's greed like greed yeah. is seems to be a, a strong drug and it's just like the more money you get the more it seems to be you're desperate to, to get that to get that bigger paycheck and it's yeah. like you know, like you say, we're all we're all so unique. Like, and that's I think that's the beauty of of us as humans. Like, we're all so different. We're all so good at different things. Like, I, yeah. I genuinely believe like we're all born to do something great. Like, and yeah, we oh, all definitely have, yeah, we all have different different skill sets. And let me tell you, like, if you've overcome addiction or you've fought through 
um, any type of mental health or you have social difficulty and you're like you're still here today you have something like yeah. you have something you have fight for one and that and and that's a lot you know you have determination and grit like and that can take you so many different places so everyone has something that they can provide and it's ultimately about finding your identity and who you are so that you can then channel that into becoming the best person that you can and not looking not looking sideways elsewhere what someone else is doing and that's what social media creates you know unfortunately but you know realizing what you're good at what you enjoy yeah. and then what you're passionate about and using your um, unique skill set you know that's the yeah. way to go yeah definitely and it's it's and you need sometimes you need someone to to say what you've just said like you know you've when people have overcome things and you, you go, yeah, you've obviously got that in you, that, that mm. you've obviously got that drive and that push. I mm. did a thing. I mentioned this on an episode a little while ago, but I did a thing the other day for some people, the young people that were homeless and then they're, they're getting, they get, they've been taken in and they're being taken care of and they're getting back out into society and they're, you know, they're building their confidence up and they've been doing it through comedy. And we, I, I sat with them and I got them to tell me some stories and out of the stories, we picked out ones that we could make into a couple of minutes, like comedy, like a bit. Yeah. And there was a couple of them. You go like, well, you've obviously got that in you because you're not, they were, they were, a lot of them were from other countries as well for a start. And you go, mm. you, you speak more than one language you are in a different country from the one that you grew up in yeah that just tells me all about you you've got yeah. a drive you've got a need to keep pushing pushing on and you clearly are intelligent yeah. you know? like, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to it's kind of a, a bucket one of uh something on my bucket list is like i'd love to learn another language like, yeah. but it like it's difficult and that does like you say it shows a lot it shows you are intelligent you can do things but like i say it's like you people need to realize for themselves and like you can tell somebody and that can help you know that can be a stepping stone in order for them to realize mm. but people must sit, see things for themselves to really believe it you know and then really really act on it yeah absolutely it goes back to what you said about chess you know when you're at the beginning if you've never played chess before it can be daunting and horrifying and yeah. oh i'm not i'm not clever enough for this but as you get into it and you all of a sudden you're six months down the line and you're kicking ass at it. It's like learning, learning a language. I'm terrified yeah. of yeah. that, you know, yeah. I'd love to learn another language, but it terrifies me. So I yeah. don't. Yeah. And this, you see this same dynamic, you know, we we're talking about at the start with fear. Yeah. What's, in, what's on the other side of fear? You'll, you'll be a uh, multi-language um, yeah. speaker. Uh, yeah, know, yeah. How unreal would that be? Like next Can you time, imagine? yeah, you know, Rich Wilson's podcast in two years' time, Italian version or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I wouldn't. I would... <laughs> you've, got bit, you've got a bit of Italian with that beard, to be fair, mate. Thanks, man. It's got, yeah, yeah. Someone said that before. Do you know what? It's funny. I was watching, I watched Mamma Mia 2, and I didn't, I didn't want to, but um, uh, what's his name? Andy Garcia's in it. And he turns up and he was dressed like this. I'm like, really? for fuck's sake. <laughs> I just like this old twat. Oh, God. But it is, yeah. it's fear. I think it's it's recognising that, that you are scared of it, but not letting that that fear be, be debilitating. Yeah. 
No, use it as fuel. You know? Use it as and fuel. That just, yeah, that, yeah that, that shows you that you're you're about to grow. Like, because if it wasn't scary, it'd be something you're familiar with. Therefore, yeah. you've already done it. So it's like if we can see it that way. You'll realize, okay, well, it's you know, it's a good thing. But it's just it's hard because, like, naturally, I think we try and find comfort. You know, and it's like because of maybe our survival instincts, we like just look for the for the next um spot of comfort but actually yeah. you know it doesn't need to be like that now you know we're not at risk of being you know eaten by a lion if we turn the next corner you know <laughs> so it's like we, we yeah. push through those fear barriers to, to just ultimately become better yeah no you're right absolutely right we, we i mean yeah you've still this is the thing with anxiety everyone's got it everyone you have to have it an element of it because it keeps you alive it's the it's mm. your warning system isn't it Mm. but you shouldn't let it don't let it dominate don't let it yeah. like you say now we've got excess of it because we don't need it as much i guess yeah. <clears throat> like you just said and it's not letting it you know don't let it nail you to the bed just mm. you've just got to go yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking horrible this mm. is why i used to drink i used to drink at social gatherings mm. not at home but when i'm out i'd have a couple of pints because yeah. it just makes me feel better yeah exactly it's sort of like yeah. makes you feel more comfortable doesn't it? Um, yeah. You know, it's like what I was saying earlier. Like, it's like if if you let your your fear control you, I just can imagine it'd be such a horrible feeling when you get to seventy and you look back and you realise that nobody really cared <coughs> what you were doing. Exactly, and nobody really cared. Like, and you'd be like, "Why did I let those people make me feel like I couldn't do it? Or why did I let those people fill me with?" fear you know and i just look back now and i could have done so much more i, I think that's that's a worse feeling I, i'm really well, ironic but i'm fearful of that <laughs> it's true yeah you're absolutely right all those wait all those wasted opportunities just because you were you know you were too you was you let it get to you you let it, yeah. let it become too much it's or you yeah. assumed you assumed everybody yeah. would judge you and it, that, they don't, that is definitely a thing now i don't have not so much i'm 51 so now yeah. i get I, what i get more is people going oh i hope i'm like you when i'm your age when i'm i want to be you know you seem you've got your head around things and you go yeah i just don't i'm not worried really worried about what people think about me anymore you know, yeah. I worry when I've upset people, I'll let them down. But yeah. I don't, I don't wake up at night going, "Oh God, that thing that I said in 1984." Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Like, those people aren't even around. Yeah. They don't even remember that you that you Literally. that you met each other. That's the thing I was about to say. Like, and those pe those same people that you let, um, you know, you allowed them to stop you doing something or stopped you growing developing yourself you probably haven't seen those people for like 30 years 40 years <laughs> by the time you're 70 like, and it, it just sounds so ridiculous but this this can easily happen yeah you just gotta let all that shit go yeah all that i mean i know my my wife's got this great bit that she's working on at a minute and we she talks about that thing that wakes you up in the night that makes that wakes you up so hard it makes your asshole wink <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> We, yeah, we all have that, but you've just got to recognise like the amount of people that don't even remember they don't even remember meeting you. No, no, it's just it's just a yeah, thing. It's like this, this imposter syndrome as well. But like, just like everyone has it, like everyone has it, like even the people that at the top and look yeah. like they don't get nervous, like they've gone through 
all of these steps. They're, they're just another human being. It's quite easy for us to like detach ourselves from like famous people or people that have, you know, really succeeded um, objectively. But it's like they broke, they, they're only there because they broke down all of those barriers and they didn't care and they went through it and they worked yeah. hard and they didn't care what people thought about them. They're, they're not. They're not just like some alien that's completely different to you. You know, they've just <laughs> gone on a similar journey and went through those same those same stages. Yeah, exactly. It was, and it brings us back to fear again. That's mm. where imposter syndrome comes from. It's that it's that fear that because you're not quite you're not quite um, comfortable with what you're doing yet. You've only been yeah. doing it a little while, and yeah. like, I, again with comedy, everybody goes through it. For years, you have that. For years, you're like. But then someone mm. told me at a gig, Simon Mason at the comedy store, and he turned around and he went, "We're not booking you as a favour. We're booking you because you're good at it. We're booking we're booking you because yeah. you, you're a benefit to the club. So stop fucking mm. about and get on with yeah. it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the same with what you do. It's the same with you know. With chess, like you just didn't, you didn't pick it up straight away. You were a bit like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. But, yeah. or, and then, yeah. or, you know, like you say, going into prisons, that was yeah. you were probably shit scared of that the first time you did that. Yeah, and you you go in and yeah, it was a it was a, a real experience. I don't know how to quite articulate it, but it, mm. it was yeah, it was a experience in which I'm I'm grateful to have had. But you go in and you realise that they are just normal people. Like yeah. I think there's some sort of stigma that makes you think that these guys are animals and they're, and they're really not normal people, but they've made a mistake. Um, and you can see it in their eyes that, that they regret it. And ultimately, chess requires you to think ahead. And they, they obviously didn't think ahead. They didn't think three, four moves ahead. No. So they're the type of skills in which chess can really benefit people that have um, unfortunately gone down that path you know yeah. i had this one um, encounter and it was like golden story um, um my partner was uh, april was playing um with a, with a guy on the wing and april put him in check but it meant that he could take her queen but he didn't see it and he was getting like increasingly annoyed you could see it. he was getting like real frustrated um, and he was just like nah right i said then i said i've lost then i just give up and we just encouraged him to just just keep looking, just just keep yeah. looking, see what you find. And then a few minutes later, he finally saw it and he was like, took April's queen and he was like, this is it. This is why I'm in here, my patience. Yeah. I've, I've, usually, usually I would have thrown the board across the table, stormed out, maybe started a fight. This is why I'm in here, my 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 impatience. And it's just things like that, wow, which, which they have you have to see for yourself, you know, because that's when things really stick, you know, yeah. like people go, you know, and it's like people can go into prisons and tell them what they need to do and tell them where they've gone wrong. And it's unfortunately in one ear out, out the other a lot of the time, but it's like people, people more often than not know the right way to be. But people just sometimes have to realize things for themselves, you know, when they're ready and chess just allows people to do that. Yeah. And I think again, like you've another example of doing something else that kind of distracts you for a bit, but then helps you realise a few things. Mm. So that guy just getting into the game and then that, and then it all unfolding, like going, "Oh shit, yeah, that's why I'm in here anyway because I'm up that." Mm. It's such mm. a beautiful thing, yeah. and it's and it's nice when it happens. The, the realisation is like the day that I took responsibility for any bullshit behaviour mm. that I'd done, 
I suddenly felt this. I felt elevated. Yeah. I suddenly felt I wasn't looking to blame anyone else anymore. I wasn't feeling like a victim. Mm. Oh, I'm this way because of this. It was like, nah, this is all me. This I'm just being a prick, yeah. and I need to not be a prick anymore. Mm. And I remember that day. Just I just felt elated. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. And it's like it's just allowing people to to see that. It's just giving them the platform to see that because that's all we can really do. Like you can't force somebody to see things you can't just overload them with information all the time yeah. it's just going to become blurred and it's not really going to help you know but just like in terms of just picking each other up you know relating to the prisons we have a, a wingman program um, which is um, delivered in many prisons across the uk but it's delivered by an actual inmate and right. the reason the reason for that is I think for in, for information um, being passed on, I think the how effective um, that is is dependent on the gap between the the customer, if you like, who, who, whoever's receiving the information, and and the figurehead. Yeah. So, if somebody um, of uh, you know, to put it politely, somebody of of no relatability to a prisoner comes in and and, and tries to preach to them. It's just not like it's not going to work because the, the people in prison are just going to be like you. But you don't you don't understand. You're nothing yeah. like me. I don't relate to you. So an actual inmate delivering that com common language, that relatability, they respect him. That's where you're going to see an actual change. And actually, it um, you know it links to sort of kind of a backstory to what to why Fiverr Side Chess sort of um, started was because of uh, you previously mentioned John Healy. Yeah, uh, John Healy was a, an Irish immigrant uh, that moved to London in, in the 50s. And um, without going into too much information, he had a, a very difficult upbringing, one in yeah. which any of us would find difficult. Um, and he was a, he was an alcoholic by the time he was 15. Um, he was in and out of prison 100 times between 1957 and 1972. And we we like to ask people in those 15 years in and out prison a hundred times, how much help do you think he got from, from church and state? Yeah. How much do you think? Barely anything or and anything at all. You, you, you wouldn't be mistaken. That's, that's what I, I thought at first. He got loads, he got loads really? of help. Yeah. He got loads of help. But I think we like to think we're the first generation to get it. We like to think that we're the first oh, generation yeah. that cares. He got loads of help from all sorts of, of um, intelligent people, but what it took was a fellow prisoner. He saw him down the wing, you know, causing trouble. Yeah. He, just, he, just put, he just put his arm around him and just said, um, again, to, to put it politely, why don't you wisen up? You're smarter than this. Yeah. Let, why don't you learn how the game's played? And he taught him chess. John Ely then became addicted to chess. So his addiction from alcohol then passed on to chess. Now, of course, an addiction to winning isn't healthy, but an addiction to chess, in, uh, yeah, in the grand scheme know, of things, I'd, I'd say that's better than being an alcoholic. Yes, definitely. So, <laughs> you know, he then became addicted to chess. He could play. He became so good. He could play seven people at once blindfolded. Like he became so good because he 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 became addicted to it. In the, he hasn't touched a drop of alcohol since that day. Wow. And I just think that's just so important and it just says a lot you know it doesn't yeah. take 
so much money. It doesn't take all these things that we, we get mistaken by. It took a fellow insider to, to put his arm around him and just say, why don't you wisen up? Why don't yeah. and it, even from an, addic- an addiction standpoint, like that should that should say so much. And it's just yeah. very, very interesting, interesting backstory. Well, that whole, when I read, because I saw the documentary on him first, mm. I'd never heard of him. I didn't know anything about it. And I remember watching it and I'm like, who, who is this fucking mm. dude? Talking mm. about this, one of the greatest books he's ever written. Mm. So I'm like, so what's that? And then I read the book and that's yeah. when I, and the book just blew my head off. I, yeah, I think it won 10 awards. And yeah, yeah. there's, a, there's a, a, a documentary on Netflix about him now. That's it. And, that's the one yeah. I saw. Yeah. Look at that. Like, that's just unreal like what a turnaround you know and it didn't take any um, prescriptions it didn't take loads of money you know and i think that's um quite uh profound yeah and it it genuinely it genuinely blew my head off that book and it Mm. really made me realize what what, the, the fact that he describes what it's like to be homeless and what the whole the ecosystem that surrounds it Mm. And the and the and it's just angry and violent all the time, mm. and I mm. just was like, "Fucking hell!" I mean, I've met people that have been homeless before, but I didn't really understand it. But that book clarified so much for me, and that was why it was nice when April got in touch. And now I know about you guys, and mm. I think what you're doing is so worthwhile and mm. and brilliant. You should absolutely keep doing it. Uh, when yeah. is when are the so when do the clubs when are the clubs are they every night or are they every month or um so we have um they're mainly on on thursdays so the the mental jokes night uh, mm. comedy on the last thursday of the month and then we also have um philosophy discussions and we have an art exhibition on saturdays alongside okay. um storytelling for kids which april runs on a saturday morning as well brilliant um, so yeah, we've we've got a lot going on, um, but you know, even if it's as simple as just coming for a chat, um, you know, that's the main thing. But yeah. If, even if it's just that, that's fine. We're just a cafe. Yeah, and but that's the thing. It's so important. Yes, you say it's just a cafe, but you're creating connections, mate, and that's yeah. Yeah. that is so important. And I'm really glad that from reading that book, I ended up meeting you guys and. Mm. Uh, I want to, I, I just hope we can do some stuff going forward. I know we had one booked in and I fucked that up, but we'll, we'll put it back in and uh, yeah, I'd love to come down and, and we'll do another, pro- we'll do a proper mental jokes. I'd love mm. to be part of that. That'd be great. So yeah, where can absolutely. we find you on the socials? Um, Instagram, play five aside chess, or we have a cafe account, um, which is the chess and life cafe. Um, you can find us on Facebook as well. So yeah, make sure. Because yeah, we, we we we're trying to we're trying to do as much as we can, and yeah, any um any support is is very much appreciated. Excellent, excellent. Thank you, Sam, for your time as well. Really appreciate it. Honestly, it's been great chatting to you, mate. No, I really appreciate you um you having me on. So no man, it's you. been it's been first class, man. Thank you very yeah, much. Nice one. This has been insane in the membrane. I've been Rich Wilson, and we'll see you next time. Insane in the membrane. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production. <laughs> 